Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Hey, good morning, Jamie. Good weekend. Yeah, it feels like the morning after a oh. very, very, very long few months. Yeah, but it was such a, a today, it, was awesome. it, was, it was such a great day. It was. I'm so glad there were no major incidents. We had beautiful weather. It turned out to be a great it game. Yep. We really couldn't have asked for anything. Yeah, more. it was. It was terrific. Everybody that I talked to, and I interviewed quite a few people that have you know done this a lot. Everyone I spoke to said Arizona did such a great job hosting this. Awesome. So that's great. Yeah, I love that. I do too. I do too. Very much. Happy Monday, everyone. And uh, we're gonna recap. A lot of what happened yesterday. Um, Super Bowl was a great game. The WM Phoenix Open, also something that I love very much. That is uh, an event. And now the deconstruction begins. Now it's time to take it all down and wait till next year, especially for the WM Phoenix Open. But what's interesting about that, uh, a couple of things, um, is that there's a special designation. Uh, the WM Phoenix Open, this is from Cronkite News, uh, is one of the high PGA's. It is the PGA's uh, highest attended event. This year it will also offer its largest payday. It's been it's one of the PGA's designated events, which means the purse goes up um, twenty million dollars in the purse. It paid three point six million dollars to win that tournament. Three point six million to win. So uh, Scott Scheffler's buying the drinks, and it was uh, it was a great tournament. Speaking of buying the drinks, Ricky Fowler had a hole in one on seven. Um, it just builds a lot of memories for people, and all the commentators were talking about it, watching that tournament is the crowds and players especially the younger players saying man I wish we had this every week they love 16 even when they get booed um, it was just an amazing place so congratulations to the Thunderbirds for another successful year we'll be talking with them I think in the next few weeks I'm going to reach out and see if we can get somebody on the show to talk about how much money they raised again and what they're doing for Arizona nonprofits. that to me is the best part of that tournament is the check writing that goes out that supports they fund Special Olympics Arizona. Um, they not only fund Special Olympics Arizona, but all of the Thunderbirds themselves work the the uh, the events. It's just such a great event. And now we talk about the Super Bowl and what happened. Um, and here's just some of the headlines. What was Super Bowl's impact on Roosevelt role business? Role businesses, pedicab business benefits from massive Super Bowl WM Phoenix Open turnout. Um, uh, just so much, so more than golf and parties, Phoenix Open creates forum for pitching Arizona to out-of-state businesses. The big bucks that come into the valley. Uh, it has been an incredible ride. And uh, it was one of those things. It was a great game. It was very memorable. Um, as we've seen some very good ones here. You know, Patriots um, with that interception in the end zone against the Seahawks. And the Patriots losing their only game of the season to the Giants with that miracle catch uh, midfield with the Giants. And then yesterday, the big comeback down by 10, the largest comeback at halftime, I believe, in a Super Bowl. We had the longest punt return for, it wasn't a touchdown, but the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Another record, uh, Jalen... Hertz set a record for number of rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, but tied the record for all time with three. It was really a cool game. It was great to see. It was good for the Valley. Um, and what I loved about it is when we were down on Media Row and we were able to talk to some people, Donovan McNabb and, and we Sal Palantonio and um, Sandra Ponder, who is a Phoenician. Um, it is. It was everybody I talked to and asked them, how is Arizona doing? How does Arizona stack up as a host? Um, Sal Palantonio raved about how great Arizona hosts. That to me means a lot because it means they want to come back. 
You know, when you host something and you do an excellent job, when you put on a great show, when you are you, you're a great host, people want to go back. It makes it easy for them to want to come back again. And every seven years or so, we get it. And it's it's great to see. And I'm hoping, hoping against hope that that continues. Um and one of the other things I, I definitely want to mention is on Friday when we were down at Media Row, Phoenix Police Chief Sullivan stopped by the table. He was there, um, and we talked about the work the Phoenix PD did early last week or late last week. We spoke with the uh, the special agent in charge from the Phoenix Field Office of the FBI. His name is Akil Davis, and it's the first time I'd reached out to federal law enforcement to have a conversation with them on any level, really. But he talked about the coordination with local and state law enforcement always with the JTTF and the Joint Terrorism Task Force, but also how they all work together in putting on major events and making sure they're safe. So I had a bit of an insight. I had done a couple of events with PD, with public safety. I shouldn't say PD, with public safety in general and seeing how they were set up and what they were doing. And uh, it went off basically without a hitch. You had that one idiot that climbed the building Um but he ended up safe. And then other than that, there were no major incidents. There was a, somebody had changed out as an electrician. This was very hilarious to me. Somebody had changed out a light pole ballast. If you've never seen it, it's usually a big piece of metal with wires hanging out of it all over the place to the naked eye could have been a device. So somebody called in a suspicious package and it was just somebody had left behind the old ballast. And, but other than that, there were no major issues. And then the way you know that is you did not even have a look at the amount of security that was out there from the FBI coordination with the state police DPS to all of the local agencies, the sheriff's department, Maricopa County Sheriff's Department, all over the place. Not to mention Scottsdale and what they were doing at the WM Phoenix Open. Well over 200,000 people on Saturday out the, at, out in uh, Scottsdale at the TPC. Friday and Saturday were sold out for tickets for the golf tournament. It was an amazing weekend to Arizona sports. But, of course, it's just an amazing weekend for tourism and for everybody that put it on. And I want to thank the, uh, the Phoenix mayor, Gallego, for stopping by the table on Friday. And she was beaming. She was very proud of where Arizona's position is. She said it very well, that we put politics aside. We're all just Arizonans. We're all just putting on a good show. And to me, that was the best part of the weekend. I don't care. People walking around, doesn't matter what you, where you are politically affiliated. This was about Eagles and Chiefs. It wasn't about Republican, Democrat, and we just did a good job. You should pat yourselves on the back. I hope people in rideshare and people in small businesses and restaurants and hotels, I hope you made a ton of money. I hope you made a really nice uh, bank account that you can hang on to. I hope it helps get you over the hump as we try to sort out this economy. And we're going to talk about how it's impacted in this uh, throughout the morning. But really, when you look at what we did and how we did this as a as a valley, um, it takes a lot of coordination. There was video of the buses on the freeway going into the stadium, and it is a it's a big effort. And we know that we are a wide city; we're not a tall city. So, with so many of the events in downtown Phoenix, the NFL experience and otherwise, but then the game itself out in the West Valley, the parties in. Scottsdale. ESPN basically took over Old Town Scottsdale, and I actually drove by. I took my mom on a ride um, 
to see things and uh, took her on a ride to see what was going on. And we saw ESPN set up in, in Old Town Scottsdale, and it was crazy down there. It was early. It was early in the day, and it was already busy like it was at night. They had that square, you know, down by the W in Scottsdale, all blocked off. So it was just an amazing time. And um, we should be happy. We should be very happy. We should be proud. And the people that helped make it happen from the Super Bowl host committee to the uh, Thunderbirds and the WM uh, Phoenix Open. It truly is an, an, an amazing event and or events. Um, Barrett Jackson kicks it off every year. So we are at that time. And now we take a big deep breath. And in a couple of weeks, it's going to be spring training. And that, to me, is pretty cool. Now we roll into the last big bite of the apple uh, before hibernation for us, which is in the summertime. And hopefully these businesses that have really suffered through a couple of really lean years with the shutdown or restriction of or shortening of spring training, now a lot of these business hopefully can get some money in their bank accounts to make it through those summer months and make it easier going into next tourist season where, you know, we're still going to have Barrett Jackson and the other car auctions. We're still going to have the WM Phoenix Open Super Bowl, hopefully in another seven years. But what a what a great time. Um, it was a great time to be in the valley. The weather held out. I guess we're supposed to get some cool weather in the next couple of days, but you couldn't have asked for better weather weather um, for people that were coming from snow-driven states. It was excellent. So all of us with a deep breath and a big pat on the back. Um, the one thing that I heard them talk about, and I didn't hear it in full detail, so I'm hoping that they're not blaming Arizona for this, was the question about the turf during the game. And uh, we, you all know that the NFL specifies and grows that turf special. They come here, they grow that turf, and it's, it's grown specifically for the Super Bowl. And this year, they decided to try a different hybrid of turf, and it was coming up. They were, all the players were sliding, watching uh, uh, Jalen Hurts slide in one play, watching the kicker on a kickoff, the, the uh, um, Philadelphia Eagles kicker on a kick uh, slipped as well. And people were complaining, but it had nothing to do with Arizona. That was not the normal turf that the Cardinals play on. That turf was specified by the NFL. It was grown especially. Now, it was grown here in Arizona, but it was with the oversight of the NFL officials, the type of turf that they wanted. They are the ones that planted it. They are the ones that grew it. And they are the ones that are responsible for it. And so it had nothing to do with Arizona. It certainly had nothing to do with the Cardinals. Um, what we're going to do in a moment is uh, we're going to talk about um, the border from a different perspective because Jim Jordan, the congressman, made a statement that has got a lot of people angry. Well, it's interesting. Why would they be angry about what he said? Wait till you hear it. We'll do it coming up here in a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. for being here. Where is American opinion on what's happening at the southern border, even at our northern borders as well? Border protection has now become a big issue for both political parties. Uh, even our own governor is talking about uh, immigration issues and border issues and continuing to bust migrants out of the state of Arizona, out of border cities and other places in the country. She sat down with Fox News and we'll get to that in a moment. But I want you to hear about Jim Jordan first. Um, this was this was to me. I don't understand. This is how far we've gone in a direction. Um, um, if you listen to me talk about this, 
topic of immigration. I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know what you expect I'm going to say if you've never heard this before or heard me talk about it. Maybe the expectation is there's this hard line one way or the other in some places. I am a hardliner on border security. I do believe we need to shore up and clean up border security to make sure that we are in charge of who we invite into this country. And right now we don't have that luxury. The cartels are doing that. I am also an immigration advocate. I believe that we should have more legal immigration and calling everybody a migrant damages that. Jim Jordan. Uh, the House Joint Resolution 24 disapproving the action of the D- District of Columbia Council in approving local residents voting rights act amendment act of 2022. So what this is about is you can't have someone in the country illegally, someone in the country that's not a citizen voting in federal elections. But locally, the District of Columbia is allowing people that are non-citizens to vote in local elections. Uh, shockingly, 162 Democrats voted to allow illegal aliens to vote in elections in Washington, D.C. So on Friday night, um, GOP Ohio Republican Representative Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, had enough and fired off a tweet and said only Americans should vote in American elections. I will tell you that to me is just common sense. It's not an insult. But what it, I see it a different way. I don't see it as insulting to people that are in the country illegally. They say, well, they're affected by our government. They came – they're here – As an uninvited guest, it it doesn't make any sense to me on any level, whether it's your own home or or an organization you belong to. uh, It doesn't. It it just doesn't. And um, what it also does is it waters down the people that have earned the right here. Imagine um, looking at the elections in Iraq, and we know what's happened to the government in Iraq, but at the turnover, we all saw no matter what you thought of the wars in Iraq, no matter what you thought of all of that – There was a time when the Iraqi people voted, and in order to show one person one vote and voter security, voter integrity, which they were worried about there as well, they had ink on their finger that they weren't able to get off where they could vote more than once. And there were many pictures and videos of Iraqis walking miles and miles and miles to show everybody their purple finger that they had voted. And it was it was a show of people electing their leadership. So imagine people that come here from places like Cuba or Venezuela or Russia, the Russians that are here, the Chinese people that escape and get here, or they come from any other country where it is not a free election. And they come to America and they earn the right to elect their leaders. I mean, they earn the right to become leaders. How many immigrants do we know that become leaders in this country? Whether you agree with them or not, whether they're part of your political party, whether it's the Republican, I believe uh, the Republican in Florida, um, and I can't, I can't remember what country her family is from. But she is not a U.S. was not a U.S. citizen, and or Ilhan Omar, who again I don't I don't agree with anything she says politically. But these are people that have come from oppressed countries that come to this country and not only have earned the right to vote on leadership, they have a right to become leadership. That's what Americanism is. And when we water it down and we say to people that have come to this country illegally, you are going to have that right. It isn't elevating them. It's diminishing the others that have done it the right way. At least that's how I view it. Now, I want you to hear a little bit of our governor. Uh, she was asked about um, – she was in a fo- – it was a Fox News interview, and Governor Hobbs was asked about busing migrants. Are you still doing it or why are you still doing it? 
this money was appropriated by the legislature to to specifically bus these uh, legal asylum sealer, seekers. And so our decision was to get them where they need to go to their sponsor or where they have resources and support um, instead of just putting them on a bus to, to D.C., which is expensive. It's days of travel with lodging and food expenses. Um, we want to get them where they need to go. And, and that's providing relief to these communities that need it, but also a more humane response to these folks. So um, I will tell you at a point of disagreement that I have here is I think now you're talking about incentivization. You're incentivizing again. Um, and I don't think that was the intent of the governor. I don't think it's her intention to incentivize more people to come here. But I want you to understand how this network works, that when people come to this country illegally, they're brought here by cartels. They are told things in their country that motivate them to spend money that they don't have, to borrow money that they'll never have, to make the journey to the U.S. And when the U.S. Border Patrol, when CBP or ICE, when they beef up, they shore up one part of the border, let's say in southern Texas, they reroute people into Yuma. And then it's that game of whack-a-mole. And then when they send more border agents to Yuma, they reroute them to Texas and they bring them in the easiest paths. So um, this is what is interesting is now instead of uh, just being Texas because Texas is busing and flying people out of Texas as well – here in Arizona, we're sending them wherever they want to go. When word gets out to the car, through the cartels that if you go to Arizona and you file for asylum or apply for asylum, you're going to get a hearing. You're going to get a date somewhere years and years and years down the road. You're going to have legal status in America, and the government of Arizona is either going to put you on a bus or on an airplane and get you to wherever in the country you want to go to be with your family. Where do you think they're going to enter the U.S.? Then enter the U.S. where it's easiest, and that's going to be Florida. Or I'm sorry, Arizona. Florida's jumped on board because there are so many migrants that end up in their state. They're coming. They're on boats now from Cuba. But Arizona's in for a rude awakening, I believe. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we're going to talk about the economy specifically. But in a moment, it's Gatos and the Big Q poll question of the day. So stick around for that, please. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Is our city still standing? It is. We, are, we have not burned to the ground, although I wouldn't go anywhere near the airport today. No, I wouldn't go anywhere near the airport. Uh, I'm glad that the Eagles fans did not burn our city down after they lost. I feel like that's a slight win for Arizona. We were, I, I, I mentioned this morning, I said, I wonder if Gatos is going to go after Philly fans and kick them while they're down. And it took you about three seconds into the segment. Let me, let me tell you, I went to a Super Bowl party and there were all Eagles fans there. Oh, no. Uh yeah, no, I've got two buddies who are big Eagles fans, and they threw a massive party. So there were a ton of Eagles fans uh, that I watched the game with. There was only one Kansas City Chiefs fan. There were probably 50, 60 people at this wow. party. Wow, okay. And i got to tell you, i got to tell you, even I felt bad for the Eagles fans because – Goodness gracious, that call was atrocious. At See, the end, I, didn't, but, I didn't think that call you know, was I, – I agreed with the call 100%. Even the player said himself after the game, I grabbed his jersey. I was just hoping they didn't call it. He's lying. He did it because uh, he's saying it. To, he's to lying. Heat. He's lying. There's no way that should have been called. Well, hang and on. The reason that hang he on. said – the reason – Hang on. Yeah. They benefited yeah. from a call in the championship game. Remember the catched pass, the caught pass that wasn't caught? It hit the ground. Oh, sure. Okay, sure. so 
What is that doesn't have anything to do with the Super Bowl. Like, they didn't the call that. Goes. They didn't call that. They didn't call the play all. They didn't call a hold all game, and then they do it at the end. You got to swallow your whistle. It wasn't that bad of a, a, a of a hold. And the only reason that guy is saying that he did hold them is to make the Eagles fans feel better. Oh, okay, he said he held them, so now I feel better. He didn't hold them. They shouldn't have made the call. <laughs> all right, listen. I got less than a minute left. What's the question? All right, most memorable thing at Super Bowl 57. I'll give you a couple of options. All right. Rihanna's performance uh, on a floating stage. Okay. Uh, the, the ref's defensive holding call in the fourth. Uh, amazing plays by two amazing quarterbacks. And then the grass, it looked like a slip and slide out there. It All did. we had to do here in Arizona was give them good grass. No. And we couldn't even do that. No, NFL did that. NFL chose the turf. NFL grew the turf. That was all on the NFL. Thought it was here in Arizona. It was grown here. It was grown here. Oversight and choice of the NFL. I still blame the Cardinals. All right, right, Gato. (laughs) I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, see ya. All right, the Big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. We are going to talk about guaranteed income next.